Are you a professional optimised business? Time to look at Northern Peugeot Bandura to further professionalise your fleet with their updated commercial van range. The team at Northern Peugeot Bandura can help customise your fleet to your business needs. Stock arriving now, so secure your van and beat the rush before the end of financial year madness. Visit northernpeugeot.com.au or call 9119-9008. TNC Supply. Pickett, she lays it off, Teresa Polaris! It's an absolute peach! Here's driving! What a hit from Melina Reyes! Wow! And Sam Kerr has a hat-trick! Meet him up, one now! And uh, thank you for joining us for another edition of Radio Dub this week. We really, really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, when we've, we've got a return... It's sort of, when we come back, we always need to bring, you know, that, that, that the right energy. And obviously it was International Women's Day yesterday. So I, obviously if you're watching the stream right now, you know that Oscar and Lockie are not here, which I think it fits for the day. It fits for, for the week, really. So I've got, I, I said, I need to call somebody in. I need to call in the number one co-host. And that means I'm lucky enough to be joined by Miranda Templeman. Miranda, thank you for joining me this, after, uh, this evening, actually. Mm, yeah, thanks for having me. It's good to be back. No, nah, it, it's good to it's good to have you here because I was I was done. I was an, it was enough of uh, enough talking to Lockie and Oscar. You know they were great, but like we want we want the the, the players' minds. We want to understand uh, what is uh, what what really goes on in the players' mind. But you know what, Miranda? Not only am I joined by you this this evening, we're also lucky enough to be joined by. Canberra United midfielder, star. I had her as a bolter for the Matilda squad. I don't know if that's necessarily going to happen, but it would make me very happy. I do enjoy watching this player play. And uh, we are lucky enough to be joined by uh, Nikki Flannery from Canberra United. Nikki, how are you? Hey, good, thanks. How are you guys? It's good. Now, see, I feel outnumbered. Usually it's like it's me and like some just football people in football media. But now it's... Miranda Templeman, goalkeeper for Melbourne Victory, and Nikki Flannery from Canberra. I feel like I should keep my mouth quiet for this entire segment. <laughs> no. Do you reckon that's the case, Nikki? Absolutely not. <laughs> well, Nikki, I really appreciate you joining us on the show. But uh, Canberra's season has been it's, it's been interesting. It's had some ups and downs. But you personally, how what's it been like to be back on the field and and, and playing some really really great football? Yeah, honestly, it's um, obviously such a privilege to be back on the field um, after such a big and challenging injury. Um, I'm trying not to get ahead of myself and put too much pressure on myself and just trying to enjoy it, but it's kind of hard when you got to keep scoring goals and winning games and the pressure's on to make the final four. But um, the club and my team have been so awesome throughout this whole return to the A-League and... um, I couldn't thank them enough for making it such an enjoyable transition. But, yeah, I'm really happy with where we're at as a as a team and a club at this point. So I, I like to hear that. And, you know, I I like the I liked the WWE when I was a kid. Now I'm going somewhere with this, I do, do promise. But um, <laughs> when I was a kid and, like, a, a, a WWE wrestler would come back, you, when you'd hear their theme song, you'd be really, really excited, right? Now I want to know, Nikki, did you have, like, a theme song for yourself – 
when you made your return, it was playing in your head being like, I am back and I'm ready to absolutely play some amazing football? I really wish I did. I feel like I should have channeled that energy. (laughs) Honestly, I was just nervous. I was just like, just get it done. Get this first game done so you can breathe. Yeah, fair. How do you like get over such like a big milestone? Like obviously as players, injury is like a part of the game. But like for you coming back, what was your kind of mentality around it? I think like that injury for me, it was in the middle of a lockdown. So it was so challenging outside of the injury itself. Um, And I was away from my family. Um, But honestly, I don't think I ever had doubt that I wouldn't come back from it, Um, which I guess was the hope that kept me going and getting me up through the week and getting to gym. Um, But yeah, it's not to say that it wasn't a challenge. It was like mentally taxing, physically taxing, probably more mentally taxing than anything. Um, but, you know, I'm hoping to kind of share my story and what I went through and things that I found helpful throughout the that period of time in the hopes that I can help other people. Um, the difficult thing is that everyone's journey and return to sport with an ACL injury is so different. So you could literally ask someone for help, but they have had a completely different path. Um, So, yeah, you know, I think just having a good support network was the biggest thing for me to get back. I want to just obviously – we weren't focused all on the injury because you've you've been so incredible coming back, but the injury (laughs) is such such an important thing to to speak on. I want to get into the player's mindset – when you get that the injury, what's the 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 most mentally exhausting day? Is it the day where you 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 get the injury, or is it the last day of your recovery when you're like you know that you're you're going to make a return? Where's your what's at the point where your adrenaline and your emotions just at the peak? Oh, good question. I've never been asked that. Um, yes. Honestly, for me, the toughest day and the toughest thing for me to swallow was how easy surgeons say, oh, yeah, we'll just, you know, reconstruct your knee. It's all good. And I'm just sitting there freaking out. Like they say it's like it's like a coffee date or something. <laughs> but, um, I think that was one of the biggest points where I was like, no, nah, this doesn't sit well. Like I've got to get myself back from this. Um, which is an interesting, I, I guess no one probably, I don't know, maybe people felt the same way, but surgeons just found it so easy to say something that was such a big thing for you as a person um, and as an athlete. Um, yeah, I reckon that was maybe the turning point. No, nah, I reckon, like, I've I've never done my ACL personally, but I did have 18 months. Touch wood. Through. Yeah, touch wood. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I did, I have, I have had... 18 months out with like a knee injury, a complex knee injury. So um, I think, yeah, as you say, everyone has their own journey. I think for me, it was a time like it was such like it was a weird injury. Like my kneecap was like dislocated was like the worst bit is like the shock of you can see it and it's the worst. Yeah. But like the time yep. sitting there and waiting for the ambulance and like waiting for everything to happen I think that was my worst part like the unknown of you don't really know how much is damage is done you don't know how long you're going to be out for like you don't really know what's happening no I've actually really thought about like the the period of time where you guys are sitting for the ambulance how do you I want to I want to pose these questions to both of you but how do you stop your mind racing and going to the worst conclusion obviously they (laughs) 
obviously the outcome at the end is not what you're after, what you were hoping and things like that, but how do you stop your mind from going to all these different places? I think um, I knew, like my body even knew, because I didn't feel any pain, but my eyes said it all, apparently. Um, And I think I just knew that it wasn't good. And I just said to the physios, it's okay. Like you can tell me that it's not good news. I'd rather you be honest than give me a glimmer of hope. Um, So, yeah, I think for me, like I just love when people are honest around those things. Like, I know you're trying to protect me, but let's just be real here. <laughs> yeah, fair. I think for me, I think I was 14 at the yeah. time and I just have, like, such a clear memory of they've put, like, a, a jumper over my legs so yeah. I can't look at it anymore. And my captain, who was maybe 18, 19 at the time, she comes up, she goes, so are you a bush or a beach person? And I reckon <laughs> <laughs> that just, like, calmed me out, like, yeah. just chilled me and kind of, like, I don't know, got me back to the present a bit more. Um, Are you a bush or a beach beach person? I'm a beach person. Nikki? Beach person. Oh, guys. Don't ask why I live in Canberra. Oh, yeah, Canberra. (laughs) I I don't really, I don't even, Nikki, I'm not going to hold it against you that you live in Canberra. That's that's, that's a whatever thing. But everybody in this beach thing, okay, I said it last podcast, the beach is overrated, okay? It's not that great. The sand is... Is a, it just, it's shocking. That's, that's because you have Melbourne beaches. Yeah, that's because Melbourne is fantastic. Nikki, <laughs> how do you, where do you weigh into this debate where I say that Melbourne is the best state in all of Australia? Uh, I've never lived in Melbourne, oh. so I have no input, but I like the creative side. Thank you. It's cool. I like it. See, I it like is. that from, I like that from Nikki. You've, you've lived, you've lived in different states, but you know, deep down the Melbourne is the state to be at and it's. Most livable city in the world. Not during lockdown. Not during lockdown. Probably not during lockdown. That's for sure. Yeah, scratch that bit. It really bit. We're fantastic. (laughs) um, Nikki, this season for Canberra, there was, it's it started like okay, and then you guys had one on a really nice run, and then obviously those two five nil losses. Five. Yes, I think that I've got the scoreline right. right. But yeah, yeah, and and then you guys just everywhere. A lot of people were like, "Oh, this is not great. Like this, this is the lowest point for the club." But then you guys just seem to bounce back. How is that like the 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 team like morale and energy after those heavy losses and and having such an up and down season at times? Yeah, uh, I think you know the season is so interesting. If you start strong, you might end poorly. Like there's just so many ups and downs in in performances. But um, in terms of our team morale, obviously it was quite low after a few losses. Um, And I was saying to Teo, we all turned on ourselves individually and what we weren't doing well enough, you know, punishing ourselves for everything. And we kind of lost sight of um, the team as a whole and our mates next to us. So we kind of came in um, one Monday and just we're like, right, it's we, not I. Like this, you go on the field and you set yourself a goal and you set yourself a goal for someone else. So what are you going to do for someone else? And just kind of shifting that focus away from, oh, my God, I've got to do well when I get on the field. We're losing. I've got to do something. I've got to make something happen. And being like, oh, how can I help, you know, how can I help Michelle? How can I help Haley? Um, just having that shift of focus was really beneficial for us as a team and um, our morale is keeping, like it's getting better, I would argue. How do you, just like really quickly, how do you, who's, who who leads that charge? Is it Negosh who leads that charge or is it the captains? 
who says, guys, what we're doing right now is not going to work. It's not sustainable if we want to achieve the goals that we have. Who's leading that? Yeah, there were a few of us senior players. Um, it was a player-only meeting, that one, um, and the staff did the same thing. And then after that, we came together and obviously worked as a collective. But um, a few of our senior players, I guess, put their hands up first and spoke about what we can do. Um, but everyone spoke. We made sure that everyone spoke and had a say about what was going on. Um, and I think that's something that we have here at Canberra is everyone being able to have a say and contribute in many ways. Yeah, definitely. I think one of the things like as a player that you can get stuck into, and I'm sure like this went through your mind at some point is like when you're getting on the pitch and one after one thing after the other is happening and you're like, Oh, I need to do something bigger to make up for that. And then that's mm-hmm. like where the pressure sinks in you. And then that doesn't happen. And then you think you have to do something even bigger to make up for mm-hmm. it. But I think what you touched on, like about just doing the little things right and breaking it down, like into its simplest form, I think you can really tell like the way that you guys have played recently compared to those games. Like it's massive. Mm-hmm. Like from an outside perspective, you can definitely see like there's been work done. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're just all starting to complement each other on the field. And I guess that also takes time in such a short season to work out new combinations with new players. But um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can keep it going. You see, <laughs> now you see, Nikki, you've walked into what I wanted to walk into, okay? Because <laughs> this finals race, I feel like we've got two of the biggest contenders here for this t- final fourth spot. And and I don't mean to lock in the top three, but it just seems they, they're probably a little bit further to catch. Melbourne victory, Miranda Templeman. Nikki, Canberra, you guys are still in the hunt for this fourth spot. All this nice, nice that you guys are doing, I don't like it. I don't know what's going on. Nikki, are you getting that top four spot? Do you reckon, do you back yourself in for that top four spot? I absolutely back my team to get the four spot. I'll do the same. Yes, okay, okay, good, okay. I want the, I like this, I like this. But uh, Game on next weekend. Oh, yeah. It's going to be an absolutely cracker of a game. But uh, I want to, Nikki, so one of my favourite sayings is, I, I've applied it to coaches, but I think it applies to everybody. The coaching one was if you dress well, you coach well, and then you play well. But then I saw your teammate, Grace Ma, during the week <laughs> speak about that same saying. And when she said that, I said, geniuses think alike. <laughs> Nikki, are you confirming that Grace – can you confirm that Grace Ma is a genius? And uh, I think she's stolen that saying from me, though, I will say. Are you talking about where she was getting her nails Yes, done? absolutely. Classic Grace <laughs> Absolutely. You have to feel like you, you're looking good, your nails are done. Yeah. Well, personally, I like getting my nails done too. You know, you just feel a bit better about yourself. Yeah. Gives like, you that edge. Do you have any like lucky, like I have a lucky sports bra. Do you have anything that you're like, I have to have this for me to like oh, feel I'm, the best? I'm such a wigger with this. I... <laughs> Yeah, I have a lucky sports bra, lucky yeah. pair of undies. No, fair, <laughs> um, fair, fair. So fair. Yeah. You're not trying to jinx anything, are you? No, no. no. I always have a chocolate milkshake the day oh, of the game as well. What are we talking about? Nikki, stop people, right there. What? I know. People are like, do you not why? Vomit? Yeah, do you not vomit? No, you got to time it. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. What is this like an hour out from the game, two out? Like how long out from the game are we drinking the chocolate milk? And what's the brand? <laughs> Not chocolate milk. I go to a cafe, get a oh, coffee milkshake, okay, okay. like a classic. Oh, okay. Um, 
a little bit more I usually have it I have to have it by 10 30 okay. if we play at three yeah okay that's not that okay that gives you enough time that mm. gives you enough because like yeah. if I was drinking chocolate milk don't even try me on the field. I'm finished. All my teammates. Yeah, I'm finished. I'm not going out there. It's horrendous. Chocolate it's- milk supposed to be really good for you after a game. I've maybe, heard that. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe Nikki. Maybe you're onto something here, Nikki. Maybe, maybe I'm. Apparently, just milk hydrates you really well too. Yeah. Really? Are yeah. you like a like normal milk or like uh, this is controversial? Really? Like, are you like normal milk, almond milk? Like, what's the milk situation? Personally, I'm a full cream milk girl. Oh, I wish, I wish so bad. You that can't I, have full cream. No, I used to. I used to love full cream milk, and then suddenly one day everybody was like, "You can't have full cream milk. You're lactose intolerant." So uh. now it's almond milk and oat milk, which is whatever. You know, Perth has nowhere else have has it. Hilo milk. Hilo what? Which is like Nikki, you oh. haven't heard this. You no, haven't heard this. This doesn't make sense. Is what you're saying? It's the best milk ever. Okay, because it's like. In between light milk and full cream milk, yeah, so okay. it's like not as heavy, but not as, as light, not, not not water. watery. Oh, it's the best. Can and we all is that only that. in Melbourne? No, no, it's only in Perth, where I'm, I'm. I grew up in Perth, and that is the uh-huh. number one thing I miss. This is like okay. screw my family and the rest of it. Hilo <laughs> <Yeah>. milk, Hilo <laughs> milk. See, this is uh, who would have thought that Radio Dub was providing you all the nutritional <laughs> facts that you needed about milk. But <laughs> it's very, very important. Milk, if you can drink full cream, go for it because it is very, very nice. But. Uh, Nikki, I want to talk. I want to go back to the games. Sorry. And like that. <laughs> I want to go back into the games. But Negosh has come in this season, you know, and and you guys seem to have been playing a more consistent brand of football. Maybe the results haven't gone always the the right the way you guys would have liked, but the the playing style is more consistent. How, how have you seen him coming in and his coaching style been like? Yeah, he's definitely got a process that he wants us to follow. Um, but in saying that, he kind of leaves room for a bit of freedom as well, um, a bit of Michelle Heyman flair <laughs> here and there, um, which is really awesome. Him. I think that's like the right choice. Yeah. Though. Like imagine telling Michelle oh. Heyman, calm down, this is the way I want you to play. No, let her do her thing. Absolutely, let her do what she does best. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he's done a phenomenal job in um, coaching us. We were, we're obviously quite a young team, minus Michelle and Ellie Rush, but um, – you know, it's important with young players that they coach properly and they guide properly. Um, and I think that he's done that really well as, as long as well as our um, assistant coach, Ant. And I want to ask about you in terms of like you coming back this season. We touched on it a little bit, but how have you seen yourself? Like, have you surprised yourself with the way you've played or or were you kind of, when, when you were well, getting ready for this season, were you kind of like, okay, I'm ready. I know that I can, you know, I, I can get back to where I was and even go beyond that. Yeah, I feel like um, if I'm being honest, I feel like I'm not where I was just yet and I have to be okay with that because it does take time. Um, but I've definitely seen parts of me and developed different parts of my game, um, which is really awesome to see. Um, and then there's obviously the element of just trying to be grateful that I'm back. Um, I've been able to play some pretty decent minutes this season. So um, taking those things and running with them. But I'm definitely, I want to be better <laughs> and I'm going to work to get there. But um, like I said, it's building blocks. Said like a true footballer. Yeah, honestly. I like that. I like that a lot. 
No, I think every footballer is the same. Like someone gives them a compliment, and you're just like, no, I want to, I want to be better. I want to. It's not good enough. Yeah, I want to know, like Nikki, is it? How do you find the balance of like knowing you want to be better and like pushing yourself to continually get better, but also not pushing your body too far, obviously because you're coming back from a major injury. How do you find that balance? Yeah, honestly, that's something that I've learned quite well I would say is knowing when to push it and when to not push it um there's definitely weeks that I feel a bit you know behind on the recovery side of things so I don't push it in those weeks um but yeah like I said that's such a big learning curve in an injury like that or any injury for that matter um but yeah there's like things like my speed that it's not quite there like it's not where it used to be so and that's something that I can work on um, maybe not in season, maybe it's an off season kind of thing, but um, just making sure that I nut, nut down on what I need to work on and get it done. <laughs> nah, definitely. I think the main thing for me with like the short season, like, yes, we want it to be longer, but the transformation players go through in the off season program, sometimes it's just like, wow, really? they're a new player. Because I think it's yeah. individual, like what people choose to do in that time yeah okay and some players like yeah like you Nikki you'd be like all right I'm gonna go work on my speed and like mm-hmm. absolutely kill that but that's what no one sees no yeah. one sees that off-season yeah. like grind you know what I mean yeah how yeah it's absolutely a grind if you want it to be how <laughs> if do you want it to be how do, how do you guys okay how do you in the off season, are you like talking to the clubs that you're signed with regularly to to have a program, or is there kind of obviously some players go and play in the MPL system and they might have a different coach like training system for them? But how are you guys establishing what you need to be doing in the off season? Um, I think obviously at the end of a season, they kind of give you you know here's a few areas of your game we'd like you to develop on. Um, these things are really good to so keep them going. And then you kind of take those into wherever you go um, and develop other things that you may think you need to. And then I guess uh, like in my personal experience, you know, you touch base every so often, see how they're going. Um, And then pretty much just get yourself in the right conditioning mode and everything to go again in the preseason. And um, it's tough. Like it's tough for them to be like, okay, go off and do these things. Like we can't have you full time, but we're getting there. Like yeah. we are getting there. Um, but exactly. I'd like us to take a, uh, uh, what's, oh my goodness. Oh my days. My nursery rhymes from a child. Like I want like a big step. <laughs> I want us to take a big step. I'm trying to think of like these, you know, the, the nursery rhymes where it's like uh, Jack and the Beanstalk. I oh, want one yeah. of the giant steps. That's what I want. You, want a giant step. <laughs> want those, you got the, there in the end. Yeah, I got there in the end. But we want one of those giant steps in women's football. And we are getting there slowly, but um, obviously with new with Cam- uh, not Canberra uh Central Coast Mariners coming mm-hmm. in next season the season is going to be even longer which is fantastic to see and do you think uh Nikki that the the length like the season extending has that like really has it made it so much better and more competitive if you find the leagues be more competitive because obviously in seasons gone by people get out to a really quick start and they kind of just be set for the finals but now with the season going longer there are more like ups and downs that you see from clubs yeah, absolutely. I guess the more games you play, the the bigger the chances to perform. Um, 
I can't really compare it to the last year, obviously, yeah. but since the, the previous season that I played, it's um, I love that there are more games. I, I love it as in terms of, you know, you're in a competitive, high-level, professional setup for longer. Um, and it's really awesome for us as players and as athletes to be in that setup for longer. Um, but, yeah, definitely it gives gives you a bigger window of opportunity to find your groove, maybe not from the first whistle, but maybe, you know, firing in between. <laughs> yeah, but that's, but that's kind of nice to see, though, because I think when you're in like, just from a like an observer, when you're watching, it's – you you see like sometimes you get so late in the season and a player finds their form mm. but then the season stops and then then they go to either play in MPL or they they're off or they maybe they go overseas and things like that and they kind of lose that momentum and that rhythm in their game and that, and to in order for like the players to develop like fully and like from my perspective is you need to be playing consistently mm. and in really challenging circumstances so you can elevate elements of your game yeah, massively. Yeah. I think I remember this one time last year where it's still – I think – how many rounds was it last year? 14? 14 don't rounds. Me, don't ask me math 14 questions. rounds, 12 games, I think it was <laughs> last year. And we were, it was one of the first games of the season. I was still at Adelaide. And I think we were versing Canberra actually. And we were down 1-0. Michelle Heyman has scored this goal, which was, I have to say, objectively, maybe two or three metres offside. Right? <laughs> and um, we have a drinks break. And I remember someone complaining, one of the players saying, you know, you've just like, that's a massive dent in our season because like little things can have such a massive effect when there's only 12 games. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you don't, it doesn't give much leeway for like errors. Errors. Yes. No, absolutely. And it's, it's a, it's a difficult like thing when, you know, things happen. Now, Nikki, I'm going to ask you, a question now you can say veto and we can skip the topic so don't even stress about it <laughs> obviously this week the news about the three points came out which is controversial to say the least and um I, I think it surprised a lot of people how do you guys keep that mindset being like doesn't matter those three points still really disappointing thing to, to happen but we can still make the finals and we've just you know it, we've just got to push even harder yeah, absolutely. I guess it's one of those things that like there's just a bit of background noise at the moment for us. Um, as players, it's out of our control. So what we can do is just put our heads down and work and work collectively and together to um, keep winning here on in, um, not drop points, a bit of pressure. <laughs> we love it. No, but it makes the final It makes the final race very, very interesting because, because when I look at the table, it's victory, Canberra, Perth, I think Brisbane might just technically be out of it, but mm. you three are all in the hunt for for this final for this final spot, and I'm very excited for the final round of the game. I don't know who's gonna who's gonna win. Is there gonna be a, a, a Melbourne uh, dominance in the top four, or are we gonna get an outsider? Which would be Obviously, Miranda, I'd love, love to see the victory dominance, but it'd be kind of sick. It'd be kind of sick to see a late charge from somebody else. It'd be not. It'd be uh, it wouldn't be that sick, I don't It think. would be sick for you, but for the spectator, it'd be I think it would be. <laughs> it'd, be it'd be really, really interesting. Now, Nikki, I, I'm trying to learn about the other states because I've only ever really been to, I've been to Sydney, been to Melbourne. I've made a stopover in Perth for like two hours at best. What is it? 
what is there to do in Canberra? And is it true that it's just the one roundabout? <laughs> no, there's multiple. <laughs> <laughs> what is there to do in Canberra? Uh, look, the thing about Canberra is that if you have something to do, like if you're there for work, if you're there for football, if you're there for school, you love it because okay. like it's very much like you've got your group of people, you've got your family, you've got your friends, you've got your favourite cafes to bop into and then you got your your job or whatever. Um, I personally love the slow pace vibe. Um, I could never. I could never. I'd be here. My brain would be, so would be rattling <laughs> for so long. I, I, I'm an overthinker. So as, okay. as soon as I'm in Sydney, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> I should be busy. What am I doing? <laughs> Everyone else is so busy when you get to Sydney, I reckon. Everyone just looks like they're yeah. speed walking everywhere. Yeah. See, it's oh, why Melbourne's stressful. the best. It's why Melbourne's the best. You know, we can be, you know, fast paced, but we, uh, we're, we're nice and relaxed. It's, it's not, it's not too bad. It's not too bad in Melbourne. That's biased. Um, yeah. Nikki, I'll, I want to ask you: Is has there been a a player that's surprised you, like watching this season? It can be from Canberra, it can be from anywhere. That you've watched their game and you've gone, oh wow, like they were better than the last time we I saw them play, or they are such a great addition to the league. Good question. I'm trying my best tonight. Um, yeah. I really am. You're pulling them out. Thank Honestly, I, I I can think of one player because we played her last week um, for Adelaide, Sasaki. Yeah. I think she's top class. Um, she plays well beyond her years, like the way she plays. She reminds me a lot of a player that I played with at Canberra, Yukari Kinger. Yeah. She played at Melbourne City as well one of the best players I've ever played with and probably ever will. Um, yeah, I would say Sasaki's been awesome for Adelaide. Just She's just so composed on the ball. It's like time stops when she gets it. Did she? And I love, like, obviously I played with her last year and I was so shocked when they, like, it was the big, like, just the end of preseason yeah. and they said, oh, like, congratulations to Nano. Like, she's upgraded from a scholarship contract. Oh, see, yeah. And I was like, she was on a scholarship contract. Like, <laughs> who's organising this? Like, yeah. she, yeah, I have to agree. Like, she is someone that has stepped up massively and she's played different roles this year. She's played centre-back. Yeah. She stepped into there and even though, like, that's not her profile role, I think she, like, did a solid job and, yeah, back in midfield where she shines and I'm very happy to see her do well. She's lovely. Do you, do you guys, obviously, like, lots of players move around and Nikki and they move around to to different states and different clubs. When, like, and you, like, you maybe grew up playing against them or things like that or you saw them in the in different, you know, amazing programs that you footballers are constantly in, does it create rivalries when you, like, play those teams or where you're like, oh, I used to play, like, I used to play against them, they're a really good friend, but does that make you have a rivalry with their team just mentally in your own head? <laughs> I guess so. Like there's always you got to try and prove a point. Maybe you've left the club or you're you've moved to a club and you're trying to prove a point and trying to justify your decision. <laughs> but um, I think it's awesome to have mates at different clubs. It's so fun to be able to play against them. You grew up with them. You grew up playing against them with them. I think it's just so cool for the league. Mm. It creates banter as well. Like yeah, in the like you go and play someone and you just like talk to them like so much crap (laughs) like before before the game and even after the game like it's good you give each other a hug and like get to say hi but there's always someone to look forward to see 
You know what yeah. I mean? Like you go away and you're like, oh, yeah. I get to see this person, yeah. this person, this person. No, see, this is what I like. You go, I love that everybody, you know, people get along. It's fantastic. But I also want a bit of the rivalry <laughs> in the vents. I, I you think want a bit of rough. I want because it's kind of it's it's kind of funny and it's also great for the narrative of of the game because you know I, I think we it's something that we're gonna get more in women's football just like rivalries between clubs and obviously we have you know those ones because the league's been around for for a while but you know just those like oh this player used to play for this club and I want to see I just want to see how people go I don't want no neg- no negativity but I just want a <laughs> bit of the a little bit of the spice to the games, if that makes any sense. That makes sense. <laughs> we get you. Well, uh, Nikki, I really want to thank you for joining us on the show this evening and good luck for the rest of the season. Hopefully, I, I, I'm looking forward to the, the contest between your two sides and uh, we'll see who gets the, <laughs> the last laugh in the uh, in the final four race. But we will head to a quick break here on Radio Dub and uh, we'll talk, chat a little bit more about... Uh, a little bit more football. Pickett, she lays it off. Teresa Polaris. It's an absolute peach. Is driving. What a hit from Melina Reyes. Wow. And Sam Kerr has a hat trick. Meet him And uh, thank you for joining us here on Radio Dub for... For, for, for the final time tonight, we if you just missed out, we were speaking to uh, the Canberra United midfielder and star player, Nikki Flannery, and she added a bit. She was like, she backs Canberra in to, to get that fourth spot over Melbourne victory. Miranda's saying that's not going to happen. No way. But uh, it'll be very close, though. It'll be good. It'll be a great show. Yeah. And, yeah. We're we're looking forward to it, and especially because we we play each other yeah. next week. I think that's just going to add so much to the game. I reckon you'll get your spice in. The oh, game. exactly. I appreciate, it and I look forward to to watching that game. But Miranda, we haven't had you on the show in a while, and and in that meantime, you've you've played a couple game, couple more games, and uh, you. I remember specifically because I was I'm not usually at the games. I'm I'm usually away, but uh, getting to a game in Melbourne, I saw. Victory taking on Sydney, tough result for you, you guys. But I saw you make some two really great saves. We were talking about it off here. I just want I want to get into the mindset a little bit again about saving a penalty. Mm. At what point are you making the decision about this is the way I'm going to go or I'm going to stay? You know what? I think for me, it's really like gut. It's so gut. Like we do. I was saying we do analysis before the game about like okay, this play, if they take it, they're more likely to go left or right or high or low. And for me, Abini, they told me, oh, okay, she's yeah. she's going my left, her yeah. bottom right. And she took the first pen, but gut said go, go the, the other, other way. way yeah. And so obviously it went in in the end. But but I, the save is still a save. <laughs> I'm just saying the save is still a save. Yeah. It, it would have been better if yeah. it didn't go in. But the second one. Yeah. The second one, I think... I got in her head a little bit. Yeah, okay. I think it was good because I thought she was going to bury it, like whack yeah, it, yeah. but it just went straight yeah, in the breadbasket. Yeah, it wasn't Yeah, it wasn't. the best penalty, that's yeah. for sure. Um, but, uh, it's a mental game. It's a, it is a mental game. Uh, you were saying a little bit about Emmy Martinez. Mm. Are you a fan of his go- goalkeeping style? Yeah, look, and also like Redmayne, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like the, the chuck in the water bottle yeah, over yeah. the fence. Like there's a little bit of like... 
you know, shenanigans that yeah. have got to go on. And I think we were saying before that they're trying to change rules that after what Amy Martinez did, yeah. all the distractions, all the shenanigans, that they want goalkeepers to not be able to move. A little bit more move. reserved. Yeah, a little bit more reserved, which is hard for a goalkeeper because yeah. we're all nutcases. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Heard this a few times yeah. from goalkeepers. And then, yeah, so we're kind of saying as keepers, well, do you want us to just sit down and let the ball go in the net? Like that's kind of what it feels like from us. Yeah. But also, yeah, I think if you remove that part of it, it's not as fun. Yeah, it's not. I, I like I like a little bit of the drama and the spice. It's the always spice. it's always a little bit of, a little bit of fun. But for the victory girls, this season's been tough. Mm. Obviously, to have the results maybe haven't been as consistent mm. as it was for them last season. But obviously, you're new to the team this year. What's it been like with the girls? The discussion around getting into top four. You don't have to tell us everything, but mm. like. What's the mindset? Have we have you have you seen a shift in the squad's mentality after you know as the pressure's ramped up and you guys really need to to get a lot of great performances to make that final four? Yeah, uh, for for me, I feel like the pressure's always been there, and I don't know if I touched on it last time, but the clubs I've been at before Victory, Perth and Adelaide, they're both you know one club towns. They're both you know underdog. They've got yeah. the underdog mentality. Yeah, you know what I mean, and I feel like. With that, you're always you don't have as much expectation on you to perform. And when you like perform, like Adelaide had an amazing season last year, and everyone was talking about it. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. but if Victory had the same season, yeah, it would be normal. Okay, you know what I mean? So when I come here and there's that big club mentality, and it's the pressure is on every week, and you're being like hunted. It feels like you're being hunted yeah. every week because you're the champions. Do you're the you- reigning champs. Did you did you feel that as soon as you walked into the club or was it after speaking to the players and they were talking about what they expect from this? When Jeff was laying out what he wants for this season and the players were doing that, is that when you felt it or was it the kind of the moment you signed for victory, you're kind of like, oh, I know this is like the pressure? A bit of both. I think it's got that like image, yeah. of course. Like, And I remember Jeff Hopkins' name's coming up on my phone <laughs> and I'm freaking out. But um, no, it was it's a bit of both. I remember... Walking through Amy Park, Jeff was giving me a tour when I rocked up and I think that was when it hit me, like, this is what they're giving to us. Like, these facilities, this respect, these coaching staff that are amazing, that's what they give to us, this is what they want back. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the more they give, the more they want back. I think that's kind of the No, but I think that's completely fair and especially with a club black victory and the the history they have. And I think one of my favourite things, we spoke to Jeff – before the season started, just mm-hmm. about coaching in general, and and he spoke so highly about you know developing um, a really strong women's program at mm-hmm. Victory, which he has done. And do you when you walk in there? Because uh, I spoke to Leah Provitelli for the State of Our Football Nation before mm-hmm. Radio Dub today, and she was speaking about how lovely of a human being Jeff is and how much he cares about the players. Is that the thing that you rem- like that comes to your mind first when you speak about Jeff, not him as a coach, but him as a person? Is that why you think this group is so special and continues to go so well because the person leading the team is such a great person. 100%. I think, like, there's so many examples of how Jeff really puts people first. And I think also I was looking at the manager of the um, month yeah. on nominations and Jeff Foda, he looks so kind. <laughs> he, he has such a kind <laughs> he smile. He does. He does have a kind smile. Like, he is definitely got the grandpa <laughs> smile, like, when he talks to his yeah. His granddaughter on the phone, he yeah. is like, 
in his element. Yeah. Like he's a he's a person first and yeah. I think you can definitely feel that around the club. Like when he was at, we had Gabby Garton, yeah. it was her son's first birthday party yeah. the other week oh, and see. he was there. Him and, his, oh. him and his wife are there. You know what I mean? Like it's that kind of family mentality um, is something that he really pushes and it's something, yeah, you feel as soon as you walk in the door. Yeah, that must be nice, especially when in moments where it's like high stress like it is now mm. to to have that kind of a grounding force being like, obviously you guys have these goals and, and, and it would be disappointing if it didn't happen, but it would, it's always really humbling to know that like he cares, like the, the, the group cares mm. about each other is more than just what you achieve, the wins and losses. Yeah, for sure. And I think with good coaches you always remember them as good people. And, like, I'd say the same about Ray Dower as I had as a junior Matilda. And I think the first thing you think is, oh, she was was a a great person and a great coach. And I think the thing it gives to you is when they give you that kind of respect, you want to give so much more for them on the pitch. And, like, it's kind of like that you're working for them. Everything you're doing is to repay them for what they've given yeah, you. Yeah, of course. And uh, I've got to ask, Miranda, obviously you're here at Victory and are you going to stay here during the off-season and play the NPL? Like what's the, what's the go? Like are you – because the, the season is winding down. Yeah. What do you have, have – you, you don't have to spill it all, but, you know, have the plans kind of being formed for you? Yeah, I'm sticking around. Okay, sticking fantastic. Around. That's because you knew Melbourne is a great state. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> it is good. I mean, we just moved and signed a three-year yeah. lease. So, so. Yes, it'd be it'd be nice to, to, to stick and play just in the NPL. Just stick around, yeah. No, I'd like be, it. It'd be great to see in the NPL. I know a lot of the, the Victory girls – for bullying mm-hmm. during the NPL season, so you'd be interested. I, I'm fascinated to find out when we they, if we see the announcement of yeah. where, where Miranda Templeman to will be, be continued to be continued. Um, <laughs> you fantastic, but obviously the dub season this year has been really, really competitive. Has there been any sides? Obviously, likes of Western United are doing really, really well and have probably out. out Outdone what a lot of people expected mm, of them, and, and maybe Adelaide uh, probably not have done, not have been as strong. And Perth, who were really strong last year, have been a little bit wobbly, but they've settled. They've certainly mm. settled in the last few weeks. Has there been any clubs that have really surprised you um, in how well they've been playing since the start of the season? As you, if you've watched it progress, I think Western is the main one that obviously jumps to mind. Like when we versed them round one, and we didn't play them again. Yeah, yeah. Yet. Is that is that because I've heard from somebody that it's it was uh, uh, with victory. It was very it's frustrating that you don't get to face them again. Yes. after suffering that loss in the first round. Yeah, I think it was a really frustrating thing because as soon as we got in the change rooms, everyone was like, "Oh, well, we'll play them at Amy and you know, on our turf and see what happens." And then someone said, "Oh, well, we don't play them again." And that was kind of like a oh. like is that you, you want to prove yourself, and yeah. I think. As both teams go on through the season, you both progress. You both, yeah. you know, there's different conditions. Like that game was hell. Oh, that in game. Terms of conditions. I, I was calling that game, and the wind was playing tricks on. It was my like mind. 60 k's now. Yeah, wind. it was shocking. Like the the ball would go, and then it would just turn right back around yeah. and just chuck a yui. And but like, you don't realize, like I was in the the dugouts, and you're like, oh, it's not that bad. Yeah, they're being dramatic. And then you walk out onto the pitch, and you nearly get unless like you're, blown away. Unless you're kicking that the the football yeah. like a bullet, it's moving and not There's the way. There's no you want. worse feeling than a goalkeeper knowing you have to take a long goal kick against the wind. <laughs> oh yeah, I can imagine. Like, I want to cry. Shocking. 
It's so bad because it just comes back at is you. That, is that when you've just got to you've just got to go with the short ball or like? Yeah, I think you have to. Sometimes you go short. Sometimes you kind of you just go kick as far as, as you far can. as you can, yeah. but like flat. Flat, yeah, yeah, and just go wide. So if it goes out, it's fine. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, of course. If you go down the center, you're screwed. no, no, no. I can I can certainly imagine that. And uh, I want who are you guys. You guys are playing City on Monday. Monday night, at, like at three is it in the afternoon or is it night? I can't remember. I can't remember either. It's it's a Monday at some time. Um, it's very bad for both of us not to know the time. Yeah. I think it's worse. <laughs> Worse for me. Might be worse. Definitely for you. Might worse. Might be worse, for me. but it's okay. It's okay. It's still a couple of days out. But yeah. um, how are you looking forward to that game? Obviously, they've they're sitting in third at the moment, and uh, Holly Mack is back, which is mm. great to see. One of my favorite wingers in the competition. How are you he seeing that that game on Monday? I'm very excited. I think it'll be good. And Holly, like I've played with her back at Institute at yeah. Future Matildas and stuff like that in Sydney, and like was devastated for her I was at I was actually at the game in Melbourne yeah last year when she did it um and yeah really devastated but I know she's been working really hard off the scenes and she is gonna kill it I, f- I have a feeling has she played yet yeah she played she played last week uh, you're saying she's gonna kill it she's already killing it because yeah okay fair. I want to say this just about Holly McNamara she is undoubtedly my favourite winger in the competition and no disrespect to any other winger. <laughs> but the thing about Holly McNamara that for me that I'm really, I, I love about her game is that there are a lot of wingers who are really, really fast and they can beat their player and get mm. around and they can cut inside or go around and whichever way it works for them. But it's a really different skill and like takes a lot to be able to make the right pass and make your teammates better. And that's something that mm. Holly, what is she like? 1920 she's pretty young about the same age yeah, yeah she's, she's, she's yeah she's pretty young and for a player of her age to to have that the speed but that's kind of like the third thing mm. i think about but her decision making her passing and getting her teammates involved like hannah wilkinson i think it makes her for me the best winger in the competition okay. but i know that's a controversial it's funny statement. you say that i like I know her as a nine. Yeah. Like, I've played with her as a nine all through juniors levels. Wow. So when I saw her in the wing, obviously they have, like, a lot of, like, Bradley Henry, naturally yeah. a nine. Wilkinson, yeah. and naturally a nine. a nine as well. And then Holly, naturally yeah. a nine. Yeah, and Cote Rojas is also a nine as well. Yeah. They've got the, yeah, they've got a lot of nines. Yeah, so they've obviously had to, like, switch up, have some rotation in there, and, like, players are playing out of position, still in, an, yeah. like, a similar role. But I think, yeah, they've really adjusted well to it. And I think... Rojas back, Holly back. They're a scary back. side. They're a scary it side. It is. It's going to be scary, but I feel like we're up for it. But yeah, week. you guys, be good. You're, it's, it's weird because they're, they're a side that it's strange. Like when I think about their starting 11, typically mm-hmm. they do have a lot of like senior players who've been around in the game. Yeah, been yeah. around the game for a really long time. But they're also got a lot of, they have a lot of young players. Mm. And for you guys, you're having to rely on some younger players mm. a little bit more often Massively. now. When, but you've still got, players who've been playing in the game for a really long time. It's yeah. just interesting to see how they match up. Yeah, it's a dynamic. Is, yeah. It's definitely a good dynamic. I feel like there are a lot of players. Well, we've also got the the young Matildas camp Yeah, that's going on at the moment, so that will take a lot of players. They get back Sunday night. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they play. Yeah. Do you guys – Murph? Who? Murph? Yeah, Murph is out. Ava Breedis and Zoyce? Jessica Nash. No, just not Joyce. So, Jessica Nash. Yeah, Paige and I and Maya – Aged out. Yeah. Oh, yes. I've forgotten that this. Yes. Yeah. This is so. This is under twenties. Yep. 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 Um. But yeah, it will be interesting to see how they pull up. Obviously. Yeah. And I think they, they won thirteen nil. 
So I don't yeah, know how, that's, that, how that much makes, You know, when you're winning 30 with 13 nil, that's when you know that you can sleep well or not. And I, <laughs> I was watching the Man United game the when they lost to seven nil to Liverpool, what an embarrassing loss. Um, as an Arsenal <laughs> fan, yeah. But oh, you go for Man United? No, I go uh, for Spurs. Oh, I go for Arsenal. This is stinks. Oh god, <laughs> this is, do not like this at all. But um, no, I realised that it's probably a good thing that like I did not become a professional footballer. Not that I had the ability to become a professional footballer. That was an option, <laughs> but it would have been horrible because the way I would not, I would continue to. I would sh- chat so much rubbish constantly if I beat somebody that, like, with that big of a scoreline, uh, yeah. it would be, it, I, I'd be so unbearable. And, <laughs> and I, and like, my friends now know it. Like, I had a, have a friend who, after that loss, sent him, sent him a message. Took him seven hours to respond. I oh. said, it's shocking. You're he's ducking. probably crying. He's ducking. He was ducking. He was, <laughs> he was ducking. But, uh, no, Miranda, I want to thank you for coming on Radio Dub this evening. We really, really appreciate you being on. And we will try, we'll have you on more frequently. Yeah, I think definitely. it's ridiculous that we I mean, have such... If I'm moving, I'm 10 minutes down the road exactly. now. Exactly. So, so call me in. Yeah, we, will, we shall call you in. And you'll be like Batman, set the bat signal yeah. up and Miranda <laughs> Templeman is in. But I also want to thank Nikki Flannery for joining us uh, earlier in the show. If you missed any of that, you can... Uh, catch that on spotify and everything else uh, that's the way we will describe it from now on but uh yeah you can catch us on that and uh we will be back next week with you know who uh, do you want to know who our guest is one of our guests is next Go week on, confirmed you're one of your teammates one of oh. my favorite players Beatty goad uh she'll be, yes. she'll be joining us on the show next week so please tune in and uh there might be a potentially another special guest that we can we might have on the show but uh suspense yes yeah, suspense exactly uh Bye for now, and uh, we'll see you guys later. Pickett, she lays it off to Razor Polo.